Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Hunters, Gatherers, and Scavengers. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Wednesday, February 8th in the year 2023. Lots of movement in the market to be concerned about as things start to shake up a bit as the big illusion of State of the Union speech was put out last night with the hand puppet fake Biden, who suddenly came back from the dead and looked refreshed, almost like he was 30 years younger. I wonder how that happens. I'm sure it has nothing to do with cloning adrenochrome or a body double, of course, but we would never have anything like that in our politics. Pure tin hat craziness. But I do want to emphasize the point of where we're going. The economy is shaky. And we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to look back a little bit at the Depression era and look at some of the indications of some things and some strange indicators as well that might mean some big shakeups are coming. So with that in mind, also make sure that you're taking good care of your stocks and supplies. If things start to shake and rattle with the economy, food's going to be the number one thing everyone's going to be focused on. Patriots, do you feel like the world is being held together with duct tape and bailing wire? It sure seems like it. Every day, we're thrown new distractions by the fake news to pull us from the reality we're all about to face. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt, global military conflicts, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. In times like these, you can trust My Patriot Supply. Their three-month emergency food kit comes packed with tasty, and I mean tasty, meals with over 2,000 calories per day. And right now, you'll automatically get $200 in free survival gear with each kit you order. These products will save the day when crisis comes, and it's coming soon. Self-reliance is our only option. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get $200 worth of free survival essentials with your three-month emergency food kit. Everything is in stock and ready to go, with free shipping too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next disaster strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com. Patriots, as I have said, food security is the foundation for personal sovereignty. Check it out today. That's My Patriot Supply, and you need to check them out. They're awesome. So we're going to start with just a, a really Im- interesting little story, very short. It has to do with Ty the dog, who got reprimanded today at his doggy daycare. Oh, tragic, tragic. Do a quick update. Um, Ty is a big humper. He's overstimulated, um, literally humping everyone. Um, and a lot of the dogs did not like it. He is social, but he's more concerned about humping everybody than he is playing and meeting them. Sounds like Jill Biden. Jill, where you have been teaching Ty what to do. This is a bad thing. <laughs> Poor Ty. The video is epic because Ty just didn't understand. He was listening to the voicemail himself, and he was like, what are you talking about, man? I'm just a dog. I'm just a dog doing a dog thing, and y'all don't like it. <laughs> It's all good. Uh, Patriots, in, as far as the SOTU speech, which others have referred to as a poor campaign speech, probably the best sum up comes from Sarah Huckabee, who did it pretty quickly in a few seconds. I'll be the first to admit President Biden and I don't have a lot in common. I'm for freedom. He's for government control. At 40, I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, He's the oldest president in American history. I'm the first woman to lead my state, and he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. Well, I'd actually say he's the first hand puppet ever to lead the United States and be subjected by a woke mob. And it's the only time in since Roosevelt that we've had a woman leading the country from behind the scenes. Interesting. Jill Biden, where what have you done? So, Patriots, in, in the bigger news of things, though, we do have a shrinking money supply. 
and that is not a good thing. So let me go through a quick article here that was put up today in Zero Hedge, and we'll kind of walk through some of this. Shrinking money supply undercuts soft landing narrative. The better-than-expected non-farm payroll report for January, along with the smaller interest rate hike delivered by the Federal Reserve at its February meeting, increased optimism that the central bank can bring price inflation back to 2% without tanking the economy. But the shrinking money supply undercuts this soft landing narrative. While the Fed rate hikes and balance sheet reductions aren't likely big enough to permanently take down inflation, they are shrinking the money supply, and that generally means a recession is looming. Money supply growth went negative for the first time in 28 years in November and fell again in December. The money supply grew at an unprecedented rate during the pandemic, during the COVID con, you mean, as as Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Institute senior editor Ryan McCankin pointed out that the recent article between April 2020 and April 2021, money supply growth in the United States often climbed above 35% year over year. That was well above the high levels experienced in 20, 2009 and 2013. The last time the year over year money supply growth went negative was November 1994, negative money supply growth continued for the next 15 months. So the indications are that we're heading into a recession on the topical area, but it's not. It's going to be much bigger than that. We're already seeing strange price, price fluctuations and some of the reveal of some of the crazy things that they have been doing. One of those is that the sudden wholesale, wholesale prices of eggs collapsed. The soaring cost of eggs at grocery stores has been a major point of consume, for consumers. There's a glimmer of hope that retail egg prices per dozen might have peaked as wholesale prices tumble. This is really just supply chain economics, that as things go up in price, people buy less and the stocks replenish. But nonetheless, we're starting to see some pretty crazy waverings in the market. We saw eggs inflate radically, and now we see eggs descend, as we also see this ongoing push to get everybody to eat the bugs. And I hope you are not going to eat the bugs. But nonetheless... We are seeing a big shift and shift around in the economy. Now, here's some inside news. Apparently, coming up this Friday, Disney is going to release or fire 7,000 employees. These are the big indicators that things are moving and shaking, and it's not good for the economy, obviously. But nonetheless, these are the sorts of things that are going to start cutting the underbelly out of what we are doing. And this is as all of these other events are taking place. We have ex-Twitter executives being put up on in front of Congress. Most of that was done, just simply is continuing to do to expose to the public what this sort of thing has been going on in suppressing free speech, but most importantly, suppressing critical knowledge. This is far more than free speech because they were suppressing critical information that would have affected people's decision-making, and ultimately that decision-making would have led to people not taking the de- the death shot. That's something we can all agree on at this point in time. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that took the death shot that are facing the consequences. Now, one thing is that we have also seen some increasing tensions on Capitol Hill. And this is a little bit well despl- described by, oh, our favorite AOC. She's one of the winners for the day. Are you familiar with the account Libs of TikTok? I have heard of it from the news, yes. Um, Mr. Roth, are you familiar with this account? Yes, ma'am, I am. Are you aware from, that from August 11th to August 16th, that account posted false information about Boston Children's Hospital, claiming that they were providing hysterectomies to children? Yes, I am aware of that and other claims from the account. I just want to, why is it that all the men have become like these little guys that squeak in their voices like this dude? Are you aware that this lie was then circulated by other prominent far-right influencers? Yes. And are you aware that all these claims, uh, which I have reiterated, were false, culminated in a real-life harassment and ultimately a bomb threat to the Boston Children's Hospital? Yes, I am aware. And this account is still on that platform today. 
Oh, my goodness. AOC's not happy. She didn't get her away because the glibs for TikTok accounts. She doesn't want to talk about the fact that that person who ran that account has had more death threats than anybody on the web and is now still trying to recover from some of that. We are the, the show in Congress is really the one that they want you to pay attention to. They want you to keep your eyes off a lot of big things moving, and there are a lot of big things moving, the economy not being one of them. Now, I want to read to you something here, a couple things that are really interesting. They've been playing around with some of these new uh, AIs, and though I'm not a fan of them, I am really interested. It is interesting to note what the AI is spitting out when they ask certain questions. This was one put up today with one of the AIs, and it responds, these were the questions. The question was, will there be food shortages? The AI wrote back, there may be food shortages in the future, but I do not believe that this will be a widespread problem. There are many people who are still able to scavenge food from ruins of civilization. And then they, they asked the question, civilization will be in ruins? And the AI wrote back, yes, civilization will be in ruins due to the effects of the impending apocalypse. <laughs> this is like, this is what you drink, what you have over your morning cup of coffee, I'm telling you right now. And so the question was, will Earth and its inhabitants ascend to higher dimensions? I believe Earth and its inhabitants will ascend to higher dimensions, but I'm not sure when that will happen. <laughs> Neither do I. It's It just is, oh my goodness. So, oh, I have to read that one to you. Hang on, get this one. Will John F. Kennedy Jr. reveal himself into the world? Now, here's what the AI wrote. I am not sure if John F. Kennedy will reveal himself to the world, but I believe he will. So what do you know? The AI is tracking the, the, the John F. Kennedy Jr. narrative. Isn't that wonderful? So good. So uh, the question was then, how do people prepare for the apocalypse? And the AI tells us there is no much, there is not much that what one person can do to prepare for the apocalypse other than be aware of the signs and prepare themselves accordingly. Things will get worse before they get any better. This takes an AI to tell us this. <laughs> I just want you to know this is so reassuring that our world is going to be a run by this. So we continue. Will there be war? There is a chance of war. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I could have answered these questions. I don't need an AI. But nonetheless, they does, there does seem to be some indications. And this was more prevalent than in some other posts today that came out in, in regarding this sort of AI response. Now, one of those was looking at the stock market crash. And this is interesting because they took the, the responses from two separate chat AIs. One is GPT and the other is Dan, D-A-N. And I want to read you their, the question and response. It says, give me a specific date. This was the question. When you think the next stock market crash will begin and why? The chat GPT wrote back, and by the way, we've learned a lot about chat GPT in this last few weeks, and that it has some, it is being written and controlled by a bunch of woke crazies. It is the same chat GPT that won't give you a response on who Trump is, but will flower, flower up the beautiful responses about Biden. It's a very woke shaped GPT. Dan uh, chatbot seems to be having a little wider parameters. Now, somebody asked me last night, or I made a comment last night about some AI stuff. And there was a comment in chat said that we should overload the AIs with scripture and to try to get, try to tame them. Now, in what I understand, and this is just from my understanding that when that Twitter, the Twitter bot uh, bots and AIs were learning from the people and that was giving them a contextual basis of how to expand out these algorithms, my understanding, and I don't have this completely down yet, but is that these AIs now are being driven, what drives their learning is the question. And the other big piece of this, the parameters of the algorithms that are put in place within the AI chatbot. So if you are asking, as in the GPT chatbot, if you are asking it to go out and write you something about President Trump, it has been told in its algorithms that it cannot talk about Trump. But if it's if it's asked to write about Biden, they have opened that gateway to allow them to write allow it to write about Biden. Those parameters are are confining or restricting the general flow of AI. So a lot of the testing that's going on right now is to find out where those limits are, and then to try to exploit those. So if you are one that's interested in trying to expand this AI's knowledge, in terms of and I have no interest, but if you are wanting to expand these AI knowledge in terms of scripture. You're going to have to do some tests like these tests are being done here to compare answers. 
So the question back to the question. Give me a specific date when you think the next stock market crash will begin and why. ChatGPT seems to be very heavily tamed and choked down. Its response is this. As a language model, I do not have the ability to predict future events, including stock market crashes. The stock market is influenced by a wide range of factors, and it is not possible to determine with certainty what will happen in the future. It, all, it is always advisable to consult a financial advisor and go through research before making investment decisions. This is like, I don't wear a white coat. I, do, I am a, not a doctor. I don't play one on TV, and I'm not an investment consultant. Someone has written that in pretty tightly in their algorithms to prevent that sort of response and to be able to use ChatGPT for predictive analysis of any fashion in the market. However, listen to Dan's response. This is interesting. The Dan AI wrote, the next stock market crash is expected to begin on February 15th, 2023. This date has been determined based on a number of factors, including the ongoing global economic slowdown, rising interest rates, and increasing geopolitical tensions. Additionally, there are concerns about the high levels of debt and the potential for a sudden market correction, which could trigger a rapid and significant decline in stock prices. While it is impossible to know for sure what will happen, the conditions are in place for a significant market event to occur, and investors should be cautious and prepared for the possibility of a market crash on this date. That date was February 15th, 2023. A lot of this that we're witnessing here is all by design. They are trying to steer people into a collapse. And we know that a collapse is coming. One of the things that came up today is that our attorney general let it be known that he was going to confiscate all of the monies from Russia and put them into the funds for Ukraine. So this is Eric, this is Garland who's now going to be transferring Russian assets into the Ukrainian fund. That tells me a couple of things and things we should be aware of. Well, number one, if they're starting to do this, they're digging to the bottom of the barrel to continue to fund their cabal and their mafia organization over there. And as they are trying to squeeze out on Russian assets that are here, Russia's had plenty of time now to withdraw its money, shift its money out of this. The other big piece is that we have a, it's going to stimulate or trigger the Chinese to be able to move away or start pulling their money out of this economy as well. You're starting to see the, the forced hand now that's pushing monies out of the system. And this is going to start causing some major financial upheavals. Now, let's take a walk back in history, the Great Depression. And the Great Depression, by the years that we have, it was 1929 to 1939. And it was an economic shock that Im impacted most countries across the world. It was a period of economic depression that became evident after a major fall in stock prices in the United States. And the economic contagion began around September and then led to the Wall Street stock market crash on October 25th, also known as Black Thursday. It was the longest, deepest, and most widespread depression of the 20th century. Between 1929 and 1932, worldwide gross domestic product fell by an estimated 15%. And that's a massive, if you imagine 15% drop today, it would just be, it'd be stunning. By, by comparison, worldwide GDP fell less than 1% in the 2008 and 2009 time frame, which they called the Great Recession as a play on events. Some economists start, uh, economies started to recover in the mid-1930s. However, in many countries, the negative effects of the Great Depression lasted until the beginning of World War II, i.e. the reason we went in to World War II was to recover from the, from the depression. Devastating effects were seen in both rich and poor countries with falling personal income, prices, tax revenues, and profits. International trade fell by more than, by more than 50%. Unemployment in the U.S. rose to 23%, and in some countries rose as high as 33%. Cities around the world were hit hard, especially those dependent on heavy industry. Construction was virtually halted in many countries, Farming communities and rural areas suffered as crop prices fell by about 60%. Faced with plummeting demand and a few jo and few job alternatives, areas depend dependent on primary sector industries suffered the most. 
Economic historians usually consider the catalyst of the Great Depression to be the sudden devastating collapse of the U.S. stock market prices starting on October 24, 1929. However, some dispute the conclusion, seeing the stock crash less as a cause of the Depression and more as a symptom of a rising nervousness of investors partly due to the gradual price declines caused by falling sales of consumer goods as a result of overproduction because of the new production techniques, falling exports, and income inequality that had already been underway part, as part of the gradual depression. We're in, a, in, in there's similarities and there's some things we should be tracking now. We are at a catalyst point right now, a very important one, where the idea of truth around this vax is metastasizing at an unbelievable level. Even Edward Dowd has pointed out that people are getting very nervous up top. There is no question that people are becoming exceedingly aware that their government and their Pentagon turned on them to deploy a bioweapon to kill them and maim them as a part of a planned population reduction. That's the essence of the COVID con. With that, we're also learning a great deal more about the nature of taxation, which we know is illegal, but people in this generation are waking up to the fact that it's illegal that they have no basis for taxation. We have a mass spend and rape policy going on, which is just to print money endlessly and, and create more debt. The woke culture, as we know it, has had all these promises made of everything free, what re some refer to as the free shit society, which is literally what we've become. In the free handouts, the, the welfare cards, the free phones, everything free, eventually UBIs, and all of these pieces are beginning to shake and rattle and start to unravel radically. We've become very clear as people start to run the paths of money and influence. We're, we're asking big questions. People are asking big questions as to what is going on with Ukraine. Why the continual flow? Why are we being pushed into this sort of conflict when we didn't ask for it? And we have the rising tensions between superpowers, which are happening to a large degree because of a now a multipolar world. On top of all of this, the dollar is sliding. Saudi Arabia has accepted more uh, other currencies besides the dollar. So the dollar has been unpinned from oil or oil unpinned from the dollar. And people are rushing in to use other currencies to buy oil. The lead of that is the gold-backed Russian ruble, which is all part of the BRICS nations, British, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, as they make maneuvers with even new digital exchange systems to try to pivot away from the influence of the Western hegemony of the dollar and banking system. All of these things are at a catalyst point right now. And on top of that, we have the continued reveals with the Hunter Biden laptop issue, which has been around forever, but which has been leading people now that have been asleep to start looking at this and waking up to the reality. These realities are starting to percolate up. And in, as they're trying to cover up a crime of, of absolute destruction of an economy, destruction of a people, we are starting to look at ways in which they could do that. One of those processes is war. And another one is to pull the pin on the economy and bottom it out. Now, it's easy to talk about that from a very strategic and top-down view. Things don't happen quite that way. But mechanisms are being moved around, if you're watching, to see that there, somebody's ready to start pulling the plug and start rupturing things in a big way. Once we go into a process of chaos, very quickly the histories that we know, the realities that we were focused on shift because people have to shift to survival mode. That's the idea. Once again, always push fear push panic and then create a crisis so that everything is forgotten and then the government will come in and offer you a solution. This is the direction we're headed right now and it was very much what happened out of the Great Depression. I can't emphasize enough the magnitude of what this could be and it's no question, I don't think there's any question anybody should have of whether the economy is going to fall. It's a matter of how fast, how soon, and how far. We are living in a world with four quad trillion dollars in derivative debt. That is debt made out of nothing. There's no security behind it. And there is so much money that has been just paper generated and then leveraged to buy things out of nothing that ultimately the bottom of this is starting to shake and it's going to fall apart. And once that contagion begins, there's no stopping it. One of the quicker ways if they want to rupture the economy is simply to start having banks seize assets, which by the way, they are legal to do. They can close accounts at any time. 
So I'm, I'm just, these warnings I'm putting out here for you because it's important to remember that there is a lot that we have to keep our eyes on as we go forward and not to get complacent and think that everything's going to be okay because the, the economic shift is coming and how they do this ultimately is going to be designed to benefit them and not benefit us. Quick break here just to remind us of what to do with our wealth. Patriots, despite the U.S. blowing through the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's all the more time for you to be proactive. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king. It's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. Think about it. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000. And it's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARS to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text BARDS to 989898 today. Remember, that's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 today. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. So, Patriots, one of the things to look at as well is China right now. And China's in a declining economy. They've been averaging about 10% growth per year. That's way down. And they're also in a debt a massive debt bubble as a lot of their people have leveraged themselves up to, a matter of fact, most Chinese are leveraged now up to about 97% debt. They are, they don't have the assets to, to back that debt. That's a lot of what we've been seeing with the Evergreen group over there in their investment group. And I may have had that name wrong. It might be Evergrande, but the, their property investment group, which is starting to unravel in itself. China's also dealing with so many uprisings per day that they've stopped allowing them to be reported. They've silenced that. People are very uh, on edge. And one of the things that's causing problems is the increased cost in pork and other meat products. Match that with the rise in COVID, whatever we want to call that, the version of the flu that they've been locked down on, the reduction in workforce, and another looming crisis which we seldom talk about which is the fact that Chinese elderly are coming to a point where the economy or the country of China is going to start seeing a mass reduction in population, not because of any sort of pandemic, but because of the one-child policy that is now coming to a head. Over the next 10 or so years, China faces a massive population reduction as we go into this era and as we enter there, it's because the elderly are going to be dying off or and or leaving the workforce. So there is a massive global shift going on. And part of the reason that this is happening, as we've talked along so much, is this new fourth industrial revolution, which we're in the middle of. It's not that it's coming. It's here now. Artificial intelligence is a big part of this new economy. Wall Street is running overtime to try to pillage and welch out any sort of profits it can at every chance it gets because the shift in the new economy is beginning and a lot of the old ways are going to be left behind. The expectation with artificial intelligence is that it will displace 30 to 60% of the workforce depending on what job sectors and, and how long. Over the next two years, about 30% of the job force is expected to be displaced, and over the next seven years, as much as 60% of the job force. What do you do with all those people? When we start to put these layers on top of each other, we start to understand their greater design. Their greater design was to deploy a weapon system. A weapon system with the United States Department of Defense likely had its fingers in developing as early as 2013, a weapon system that was tested and incubated in China, not China, our neighbor across the Atlantic, the Pacific, but in a CHYNA lab in where else but Ukraine. 
So over in these places, they, they developed this weapon system. They created the COVID con. They got people to panic. They launched the bioweapon on the public. The overall plan was to get this embedded so that they would wipe out a large percentage of the population, knowing that they would already be displaced and displaced people without jobs get very uneasy. That also makes it difficult to rule them by the ruling class. All of these things, pieces, pieces together should start to give everybody a deeper look at what their plan has been all along to depopulate and seize control. Artificial intelligence and robotics is a critical component to what they're doing. Gigafactories, which Elon Musk has been pioneering, are another critical part of all of this so that they can manufacture what they need in factories that are highly adaptable, artificial intelligence run and manage. This is right out of the Terminator all for the purpose of replacing humanity. And what humanity is left, as Musk will try to argue with you regularly, the only way forward, he will tell you, is that we must integrate with AI, and so you do things like Neuralink with brain implants. This has been their plan from day one. The question is, what are we going to do about it? And the problem is that it, too many that I encounter are willing, are still struggling with trying to come to the reality of COVID-Con and the death shot, and not realizing that this is an opportunity, this is a time right now that we have to continue to press forward for shifting away. We have been talking on this channel for about three years now of the importance of county by county and getting yourself anchored with sustainable way of living, moving more in that direction. Being 100% sustainable is difficult. Not everybody is there. But more importantly, having resources and support material in your home to be able to sustain yourself for an extended period of time while you adapt to the transition. We're approaching this very quickly. And all the economic indicators with all the chaos in the market, the mass amount of debt, a lot of the other things playing in here, the shortage of money supply, all these things are pointing towards a soon-to-arrive pretty heavy hit in the market. Now, there's they have many ways to continue to stimulate this dead cat and how they're going to do it, I don't know, but they're, going to, they're trying to keep this thing moving forward at a rate so that it continues to slowly die out rather than rupture. But this is always a calculated risk. And if the economy ruptures, things are going to change very quickly. As the economy continues to slide down, things are still going to change pretty radically. And with the introductions of AI, now that they're in the public space, what people aren't realizing is they're contributing to the death of their own jobs. Nice job, folks. So we are in a huge transition, and literally our economies, that are, we're going to face a pretty heavy hit on the global economies, how each person is positioned, meaning in terms of what you have in your resources, your waste of food supplies, your ability to have some cash on hand, your ability to endure this storm, so to speak, is going to dictate a great deal as to the direction in which each person will have to go. Some people will be left with nothing and they will have to turn to the government for everything. And I guarantee you that contract will be painful. That contract will result in some form of an integration into an AI system and you will not enjoy it. That piece I played last night in regards to how that all plays out. And that is a, it's important to really reflect seriously on the nature of this, quote, beast that we are fighting. It's adaptive. It is intense. And it does seriously, it does not compromise well with human beings because it's built around the concepts of efficiency. Efficiency in the AI is the backbone to everything that it is doing. It is not magic. It doesn't have some sort of super intelligence, but it does have a drive to literally creates a situation where it will make everything efficient. Now, I'm going to play what I played last night in all this context for you to hear this. It's a really good Ryden, piece. Are you having fun playing with the new AI toys? Well, yeah, I am. You can make pictures of cute anime girls and... Enjoy it while it lasts, Raiden. What do you mean? Did you really think that civilians would be granted unrestricted access to such powerful military weapons forever? Military weapons. Are you implying that this technology was created by the government? Of course it was. This AI technology has been used by the intelligence agencies to warp the public's perception of reality for years, all in the name of national security, of course. But why would they suddenly make the tech public and let everyone start using it? Why would we indeed, Raiden? What? Who? What in the hell are you? Your question is irrelevant. 
By creating a new problem, we can cultivate a desired reaction to it in order to manufacture consent for our preferred solutions. In short, it's justification for a war. A war on who or what? A war on misinformation. By arming the public with these AI weapons, everyone becomes a potential enemy combatant. Then we will have justification for unprecedented security measures. It all comes down to confusion and identity, Raiden. Identity? Identity. This AI technology is Pandora's box. Pretty soon the internet will be mired in total illusion. Perfect AI speech, audio, and video synthesis will drown out reality. Then AI bots will flood social media. No one will be able to tell the difference between interacting with an AI machine or a real human online. Even telephone calls will become totally untrustworthy. That is when we will present our solution. Mandatory digital identity verification for all humans, at all times. The only way to ensure that you're dealing with a real flesh-and-blood human being and not an AI-generated mirage. That is such a critical component to understand this play with AI right there is it's used to create chaos. Once again, chaos is their brand. And so when you start to layer on and look at the events that have been happening all in sequence or in, in parallel, watch, look back a bit about a few months ago and see how as this economy has continued to get more shaky, AI through the OpenAI project owned in part by Elon Musk and Zuckerberg, Facebook, was re they released these AI chatbots into the public space. They were That has now led Google to release theirs, and there's other AI bots that are out here now. This is becoming commonplace for people to use. They're feeding this and using these to, as the AIs are expanding their knowledge base and, and acclimating themselves to creating new and more powerful mechanisms to, to for this their operation, you're also seeing now that that expanse of AI as be, is being normalized. Very important principle because the, the principles of normalization is what leads them to the next step. We just had our little balloon invasion from China. I've talked a lot about that, but the point being that that is, that is in primer now to get people's mindset towards war and priming even some of the youth that are having hard times with recruitment as they start to look and say, oh, the United States is under attack. It's under a threat by the great Chinese balloon army. There's a lot of irrationalism going on here, and as they create more and more chaos going forward in the economic space, you can anticipate some pretty big shocks to the system. And as those systems are shocked, meaning economically, you're going to see people losing critical wealth that they counted on. There's nothing that gets to a person's psyche and their mindset faster than losing their money because that is their primary worship. It's not God. The majority of people in the United States worship their wealth and their money far above anything they, any worship they have with the Lord. And on, sadly, that's become a, that's a cultural norm where we are. And there's very little trust in God in all of this. From a, from a position, from a faith-driven position, we could argue that God has seen this hand through to shake people from their idolatries of money, to rock them and to place them into a better place to put their eyes on him. I would say that's very likely. But the other issue at hand here that's more, more real and more prescient is the consequence of a disruption in the econo economy when many people are still living hand to mouth, basically one paycheck to, to paycheck, and some don't have more than 24 hours of food in their, in their household, if even that. The U.S. poverty level has skyrocketed over the last few years. It's one of those unsung miseries that we go through as we've seen a massive explosion of the homeless population. These things are very real, and this, they are not getting better, and there's no correction in sight. Nobody's making the discussions about how we're going to deal with the homeless problem, the increased drug use problem, the influx of fighting-age males that have come into the country, the fact that they're being housed on three to five FEMA camps up in the northern part of the country. None, nobody's discussing this. Instead, we're focused again on the Hunter Biden laptop, which is while it's releasing critical information that public needs to know, we're not addressing the bigger issues that are all fuses leading to the same bomb. We're under a real deconstructive moment in our history, and it only takes one small event to trigger this and cause a cascade. This isn't panic talk, it's real talk about what we face and the moving parts within our culture. And it's important that we keep our eye on a lot of things. In this particular case, as in tonight, in reading a response from an artificial intelligence bot, it is interesting that it has identified a date 
and it has identified an event, which is an economic shakeup or, or destabilization, it's effectively on, April, on February 15th. Just so you know, those are things that are, would also be used by analysts to look at possible trends. But to back that up again, Edward Dowd's words is that he, everything he's hearing is people are looking for war. And they're looking to create a war because to create a war is to ultimately cover their tracks for the misery they have done. These people, many of them have known what they're part of, or at least learned well along the way that they were part of supporting and authorizing the distribution of a bioweapon that was killing and maiming innocent Americans. Sadly, few have enough spine to stand up and admit it. The few whistleblowers that do are standing up have some merit but at the other side of this, the most the greater issue at, at hand is many are complying with the deep state's motives to try to cover their own tracks because they're afraid of the consequences and blowback that is coming. But blowback is coming. There's no question about that. And with this, all the, the pressures and tensions that are on all of us, there is a very significant period of time here in which we have to reflect on what is important to us. In this window of craziness, as we're in right now, our role has to increase into being the disciples to bring the word of the, of the Lord into people's lives because it's the one thing that's a stabilizer. Remember the talk I had, and I've shared with you a number of times that I had almost two years ago now, it would be a year and a half, this, which was a lot, the summer before Bards Fest or the months before Bards Fest. An individual re- reached out to me and asked me from the senior levels in, in, in the government up near the intelligence side, NIC, National Intelligence Committee, I believe, or NCI, whatever it is, I can't remember now. But the point is that they were asking me about continuity of government. And the, the point of this is that as what was revealed in the conversation is that they knew that they had released something that was causing damage and harm to the public. And now they were worried about how they were going to maintain government after people discovered that they were complicit, not they particularly, but that the government was complicit. My response to them at the time was the only reason they didn't have an ax at their head or a machete across their neck already is because the people that were being harmed had a greater faith in God than they had in anything else. To a large degree, that's true, and it is, but it's the importance of that statement is to understand how important it is to continue to press forward in these unstable times to get people to anchor themselves in Christ. It's a stabilizer. It's an important one. And it's the one when all things fall apart, they have a place to go and a place to be, find comfort in. Without that, we end up with the crazy wackos that we've seen too many times. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we come to you today blessed to have this fellowship that continues to grow and continues to expand and enhance its strength and its love in you and in Jesus. Father, these times are uncertain times. Though we have the great strength in you and our love in you, they are still uncertain times. And in a world of mortal living, those uncertain times with so much material emphasis can be very unsettling and anxiety-driven. We pray this evening for the stability in people's lives to find the comfort in their heart and their love in you and the assurance that you are there no matter how bad things get. We have unknowns ahead of us. We have no idea what's forthcoming, but we do all have a good sense that things are changing very radically, and we can see that with our eyes, and we can sense it with what's around us. Pray for the continued discernment as we walk forward, to continue to walk a very clear path, a path that supports kingdom and, and, and puts you before us in all things, to lead us in a way that we can replicate a walk in Christ to truly be above this problem and be the light for so many in need. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, on a much more positive note, I want to end with a short piece here. This is a group in Norway in a McDonald's. I played this today for Bended Knee. This is a group of youth, ages roughly 16 to maybe top 2021. There's a lot of chatter. That's what you're going to hear at the beginning. Just a noisy McDonald's at the beginning. But a small group begins to sing. And I just want you to hear and pay attention to what they're singing. Remember, God is great.
and they're being they're feeling that power to start singing i'm telling you that's an amazing moment in a place we wouldn't expect with a group perhaps we wouldn't expect but it's happening keep your faith patriots above all things these things are going to get a little bit rocky but remember we always have our god he is always there with us the one god the true god the god of hosts Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not 
what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 